Life Audio. And beauty doesn't do that for anyone. No. <laughs> right? Like just read the magazine covers at the grocery That's store and check right. out. Right? Like, That's right. Does not, a size two does not guarantee you will be loved and safe and no. never have any struggles in your life. Right. And so the real path to that safety and that love that we all crave is maturity, not weight loss. Yes. <laughs> right? And that settled feeling yeah. of I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I love that. That that is the I, that is the difference between that churning constant thing that was knocking me all over the place to this settled place. But I do really want to say you can be settled when you're young too. Mm -hmm. It isn't something your grandma has. Yeah. You know, she might have it, but I'll bet you know some she grandmas who don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Hey there, friend Heather Creekmore here. I am so excited for you to be here today. This one is important, like super, super important. Because what if the key to all of this body image mess and comparison mess we wrestle is really about growing in Christ, becoming more spiritually mature. That's what Laura Acuna and I talk about today. If you missed the first part, go listen to the first interview with her. She tells her story. I think you'll relate to it. But oh, we have such a great conversation today, and I'm excited for you to hear it. Hey, two things quickly. First, if you ever hear an ad on this show that doesn't seem to match a weight loss ad, weight loss surgery ad, at plastic surgery ad, whatever, let me know that. They are not supposed to be allowed to advertise on the show, but some are sneaking in. So please alert me. It is never my intention to have any ads that would harm you, lead you astray, or distract you in any way. So please reach out to Heather at compare2.me and let me know if you're hearing ads like that. Also, I want you to know that my course, my online course, The Body Image Freedom Framework is open. And let me tell you, this course is about you growing up spiritually. This course is about your body image issues and how you can grow in Jesus to a place where they do not consume you anymore. That's what we're doing. We're not talking about how to eat or how to exercise. No, it is a course in spiritual maturity. And after you listen to this episode, you may decide that's the kind of thing you need help with. So go to body image. Well, it's improvebodyimage.com. Look for the body image freedom framework course. You can save $50 anytime with the code podcast. But hey, go check that out. I want to see you get free. And freedom is not going to come when you hit a certain number on the scale. It's not going to come when you hit a certain gene size. Friend, promise you, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of women. This has been my story. I know the freedom will not come until you go on the spiritual journey. And any other kind of journey you're going on, even if it's a spiritual journey with a diet, is not, it's going to distract you, okay? You need to go on a strictly spiritual journey. And I hope that you'll consider doing the Body Image Freedom Framework so you can find freedom. That's my heart for you. Okay, I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. If it touches you, leave a five-star review or share it with a friend that encourages my heart. Let's go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. 
If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compared to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of Scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show, and hey, tell a friend about it. Laura Kuna, thank you so much for being on the Compared to Who show today. Thank you for having me again. So last time we had a great conversation. If you haven't gotten a chance to listen or watch, listen to or watch the first episode of my interview with Laura, I hope you'll go check that out. But Laura, you shared with us your story and the journey God's had you on for decades to find freedom. Uh, it's a great story. So go, go listen or, or watch that episode if you haven't. But today I want to go someplace a little different. And I want to talk about the role spiritual maturity had in all of this. Now, your story is kind of interesting because really it was, there was some actual maturity of the age involved (laughs) in your freedom journey. Yeah. But I think for me and women, I coach, and you probably see this too, women you talk to and work with you don't have to wait till you're 50 or 60 or 70 or certain age at all to find this kind of freedom. Do you? You don't No, no, not at all. And I will say you reminded me of a quote um, by Beth Moore. Um, She was talking about how maturity doesn't necessarily come with age. She said, there is a saying there ain't no fool like an old fool because there are old fools. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't want to be one of those people (laughs) at all. I do not want to be an old fool. Um, So no, absolutely not. I think that 50 for a lot of women is a, is a moment. I I'm a, I'm a life coach as well. And um, I, that's mostly who I coach are women who are 50 around that age. And they're like, I don't want to leave this earth Mm -hmm. all tied up in this stuff anymore. Yeah. I I don't want to, I'm done. So help, 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 whatever it is. So there is something magical about 50 for a lot of us, but if I were to do it over again, I would have given it over to God a lot sooner, Mm -hmm. a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that term giving it over to God, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's one of those Christian cliches. It is. Oh, just give it over to God. And and I know so many women. And I mean, I've walked through things myself where it's like, just give it over to God. Okay. Here, God, you have it. And then 10 minutes later, I think I'm going to need that back for (laughs) just a minute. Exactly. Exactly. Like, how do we do that? Really? Okay. So when I was, yeah, yeah. So when I was young and I started in women's Bible studies in my thirties, the older women who are probably my age now would say to me, take it to the cross, Laura, mm-hmm. whatever it was, I was, had an issue with, they'd say, take it to the cross. And I'd listen and think, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> and then they would say, well, I always pick it back up again. I always pick it back up again. And so as a young woman, I'm thinking, well, that's not very encouraging. These women are 50, 60. Right. And they are still picking the stuff back up again. So as I've gone along and as I've applied God's word to my life for growth and change, there's only one way to leave it with God and not pick it back up again. You might put your fingers on it, 
you might, <laughs> you know, consider it <laughs> is to replace the lies with truth. Mm-hmm. All of it. Mm-hmm. And not just the lies that, um, you know, replacing lies with the truth from scripture, which is the first thing you do. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so important, but also as you learn the character of God and the way he, the global idea of who God really is, as we, as much as we can know through the scriptures, as we get into the word of God for ourselves, not just on Sundays, not just even for Bible study, mm-hmm. but f- f- on our own. And we start learning who he is, the lies that the culture has told us about our bodies, about everything, about our worth, Mm -hmm. because we believe our worth is tied to what we look like. Mm -hmm. And you, let me tell you something, talking about aging, if you believe that when you hit 50 Mm -hmm. or 60 and everything starts going south, (laughs) there's there's no hope. There's no hope. I mean, it's, it's, there's only one direction. That's exactly right. Downhill. You can do whatever you want to do, but you know, it's, it's coming. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we need to get that straight. So, yeah, so that's to me when I say give it over to God, and that could be not to be discouraging, but a hour by hour thing. Yeah. And in the beginning, it's even more frequent than that. Yeah, well, it's it's funny that you said that. So I have this brain that lays in bed at night thinking of book ideas. And actually, the book idea I came up with last night, maybe I'll pursue this one, maybe I won't, <laughs> but, but was the whole concept, ironically, that we're talking about, this concept of trust right? Giving it over to God is really about trust. Yes. But we're expected or the way it's spoken about, I think too often in Christian circles is that, I don't know, I've got this like, like figuratively, like this big sack of stuff. And I just like, you know, throw it all (laughs) at God, like here, just take my whole sack of stuff. Right. And it's like, I wonder actually if it is more like you said of a minute by minute, like, okay, here, God, like, I'm going to give this to you today, or I'm going to give this to you this hour. And then again, this next hour and, you know, and not that I'm picking it up again, but maybe it's more of a bite size kind of thing. Now, absolutely. God is worthy and (laughs) deserving of having all of our trust 100% instantly, immediately, but, but he's also gracious and kind. He's so kind. And I just wonder if the expectation that we can, and maybe it's a dieter mentality too, that we can just flip a switch and go to trust. And then it's like, oh, I'm off the wagon. (laughs) Switch goes down on the trust wagon, off the trust wagon. I just wonder if it isn't more reasonable for where we are at different points in our walk. Um, and, And maybe this is the way we have to walk indefinitely. I don't know, but, but to make it more bit by bit, or to put it in dieting language, bite by bite. Yes. <laughs> like I, I'm going to trust you minute by minute, little by little. I, I don't know. Those yes. are, what, what do you, what do you think? It makes sense to me. And, and again, I think it is the dieting mindset. So all or nothing, black or white. Uh, if I can't just dump it all on him and walk away from it, then I'm doing it wrong. We no, That's not how it works. It's, right. it's a process with him. It's sitting in my um, chair when I have a minute. And for some of us in younger ages, that's on the soccer field in the van, it's in the shower, it's wherever there's no perfect place to do this. Uh, and it is an imperfect journey. It's completely imperfect. It will never be perfect, but we're being perfected. And that's what we want to submit to. But it's a matter of sitting down with him. I just had a prayer with him the other day where I needed to give him something that I'm afraid of. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm afraid. 
Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to say your will be done. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to go with what you have because I'm not sure I want it as if I have any control over that at all. Right. But I, I do want to be in his will, whatever that is. And so the only way is to give it to him. But it is like you said, it's not like I'm waking up this morning and I'm just handing him all my anxiety (laughs) and then I'm going to have a great day. You know, there's so many cliches on social media, you know, give it to God and go to sleep. Well, no, Mm -hmm. I'm going to wake up. I'm going (laughs) to tell him I'm afraid. Yeah. You know, I tend yeah. to awfulize about my children, you know, even mm-hmm. now they're grown. I, I just awfulize. I, I have them dead if I don't hear from them, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to give it, I just have to tell him, you know how I am. I'm, I'm doing it again, Lord, help mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Please take it from me. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. I think the maturity in that, right, is the maturity in owning our emotions. Yes. Right? Being honest with ourselves and with God. Like you said, going to that, oh, wait, this is actually fear. I'm afraid. (laughs) And, And then, and then crying out like, God, can I trust you? Like, I think he's okay with us asking him that. And I yes. think he'll answer. Like, yes. read my word. Of course you can trust me. Look back on your life. Of course you can trust me. Right. But he's still so gracious with us. And so, so as you think about the maturity involved in this process of finding freedom around body image and food stuff, like, like what are there other points that stick out to you? Things that come to mind as you think about how yes. maturity's played a role in that? Go for it. I write it. I write about it in the book. I have, I have one, it's a devotional. So I have one day on maturity, although I believe the thread through the whole thing mm-hmm. is maturity because that's, I mean, the title of the book is still becoming what I mean by that is sanctification, churchy word for growing up in Christ. Yeah. And so we're always growing up in Christ. We're still yeah. becoming. So the whole book is about that. There's a thread, but one day specifically, I talk about a turning point for me. I was at a women of faith pre-conference. They used to do a pre-conference on Friday afternoon. And I went and Jan Silvius was the speaker. I had no idea who she was. And she got up on the stage and she started talking about her book, Big Girls Don't Whine. And that immediately captivated me, the title of the book. And she was so straight up. Mm-hmm. She was so matter of fact. And she basically laid out the premise that we go into adulthood with a lot of little girl behaviors. Mm-hmm. And as mature Christian women, as we're applying God's word to our life for growth and change, those little girl behaviors should be going away Mm -hmm. and being replaced with 
mature responses, mature outlook, mature filters, healing, all those things. And I knew when she described what that was, that mm-hmm. that was me. Yeah. I knew it. I'd been yeah. in the church my whole life. At that moment, I was a women's ministry leader, mm-hmm. but I possessed a wide array of unhealthy thinking mm-hmm. about myself, about God, about other women, mm-hmm. about my body. And all of it was immature. Yeah. It was little girl thinking. Can, can you, can we go even more specific? Can you give us an example? Yeah. I mean, let's talk about what you talk about comparison. Yeah. Not having the maturity to understand that what's going on with her has absolutely nothing to do Mm -hmm. with what's going on with me. That if I am so busy looking at what God's doing in her life, I'm missing what he's doing in mine and he's doing something. So that, I mean, I was so, especially before I'd gone back to school, I I had flunked out of college in an epic way. And I viewed every woman that had an education as superior to me, better than me. God loved her more. He loved her more. He gave her more to do. Um, so that was colossally immature. Mm-hmm. Um, emotions. You know, I, I I couldn't regulate my emotions. Mm-hmm. Now I stuffed it. So I was a smiling ple- people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I didn't explode, but I exploded on myself. Mm-hmm immature processing of emotions. We're using the, um, we're using the immature part of our brain, the amygdala in the back of our head, where, where as children, we processed emotion. We we're not processing it with the front part here. The, the reasoning part of the brain, Mm -hmm. we're in a reactive mode all the time. Mm -hmm. There's healing for that. Mm -hmm. Um, thinking about God, Mm -hmm. you know, why can't you just make this go away? Mm -hmm. Why can't you fix me? Is that me skinny? (laughs) <laughs> right. Exactly. Why? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, you know, and then thinking I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. So all of that, I'm thinking my husband could fix me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Immature. Mm-hmm. It is not his responsibility. He's got his own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so together we can encourage each other and we can yep. be iron sharpens iron with each other and love each yep. other, but I can't fix him and he can't fix me. Yeah. I could go on. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I recreated situations at work mm-hmm. where I was always envious of the, the women I worked with mm-hmm. feeling less than mm-hmm. um, getting my feelings hurt because mm-hmm. I mean, if you think you're less than you're going to get in situations over and over again, where someone's going to confirm that to you, mm-hmm. you're going to get your feelings hurt. And that's going to take you off the grid for a day or two mentally mm-hmm. where you're so sad and you're so anxious and you're so mad and all those things, all that was going on. So as I matured, and the only way to do it is through the word of God, Mm -hmm. it is the way it's what he's mapped out for us. And he has created our brains to heal and he's created our brains to mature Yeah, and he's given us the path to do it. Yeah. But we keep wanting to do it ourselves or we keep waiting for that magic moment and it's not going to happen. Or we keep buying what culture tells us. Yes. Well, that too. Like, I mean, and it's so funny because culture is not actually offering us a way to grow up, right? They're just offering us a way to feel loved and accepted and safe. Right. And, Good. Point. And, and beauty doesn't do that for anyone. No. <laughs> right? Like just read the magazine covers. And the grocery That's store right. Out, right? Like, That's right. Does not, a size two does not guarantee you will be loved and safe and no, never no. have any struggles in your life. Right. And so the real path to that safety and that love that we all crave is maturity, not weight loss. Yes. (laughs) And that settled feeling of I'm okay. 
Yeah. I'm okay. I love that. That that is the, I, that is the difference between that churning constant thing that was knocking me all over the place to the settled place. But I do really want to say you can be settled when you're young too. Mm-hmm. It isn't something your grandma has, yeah. you know, she might have it, but I'll bet, you know, some she grandmas who don't, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. you know, so it, 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 I, I think that life experience longer walk with Lord, um, living, seeing his faithfulness over a long span of time, like I have the, the benefit of doing now does help so much, yeah. but you can be settled. I know women who are settled, who are much, much younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm and, so gr- glad about that for their yes, sake. Yes. It, it, well, I love how you said, I just want to loop back to it real quick. Cause it was just so, so poignant The I'm okay. Right. I think, I think that is, that's what gets us so messed up right? It's this, I'm okay. I don't know, barometer. (laughs) And it's like, oh, we look at someone else. Oh, I'm not okay. And then we look at someone, maybe we're doing better than, okay, I'm okay. Oh no, no, she's better than me. I'm, I'm, you know, oh, what's my husband doing? Oh, I'm not okay. You know? Oh, like, like I didn't lose the weight. I thought, oh, I'm not okay. Like that. It's just this constant buzz in our, in our heads and in our hearts that does just it's crazy making I felt it I know you have too oh I've lived with it for so long and that feeling of I'm okay translates to everything not just weight right I'm okay if I have a sibling that is not okay mm-hmm. I'm okay yeah doesn't mean you're not sad yeah. or a child of course yeah. all that um yeah. I'm okay you may not like it mm-hmm. you may be scared you can mm-hmm. even be scared and be okay You really can, because there's things to be scared about. Yeah. But as Christians, we can be okay. Well, what what is um, Priscilla Shire describes the word shalom um, Mm. as peace in the midst of chaos, Mm. peace in spite of Mm -hmm. chaos. So that's what I mean. It's like this overriding anchor. Um, I'm I'm good. I'm okay. Come what may. Yeah. I'm okay. And, you know, as I think about my own journey, Laura, there was a point in counseling for me, and this was a point in, in my, it was, I was already married. I uh, had a couple kids actually, but we had planted a church and my husband was not okay. <laughs> like it was a very stressful time. He was struggling with a bunch of things just related to the stress of church planting. Severe things happened to other people that were kind of facing the same stress he was feeling. And I was panicking. And I really felt like through counseling, but I really felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He's like, Heather, you've got to be okay, no matter what. Yes. What's it going to take for you to be okay? And, and that was a turning point for me too. Like, okay, can I be okay? Even if, even if my husband never gets better, <laughs> like yes, even if our life right. circumstances never get better, even if, you know, this church, you know, bombs and what would it take for you to just be okay? And and that it's journey. it's old song on Christ the solid rock I stand. Yeah. It that's what it is, and you can yeah. feel it. Yeah. You can really feel it. When my mother died suddenly, I mean, it really blindsided us. Mm-hmm. She was fine. I remember in the deepest grief, I I would stay up late at night by myself so I could just be with God, and I felt that mm-hmm. stability, even though I was so heartbroken. And I was having, I was going to have to take care of my father who was sick, who was the one we thought we'd lose first. Mm. And so even though I was scared, I didn't like it. I was heartbroken. I knew I was okay. Mm. And I, and here's the thing, looking back eight years 
ago now, I would say this, I would have my mother back in a minute. I would rather not have gone through what I went through. However, I do not want to give back what God taught me during that time. Mm, yeah. So when we're okay, when we can stand on that rock or, you know, when we can be settled and say, I know who God is, I know that he's with me and I'm going to be okay. I don't know what I'm going to have to go through, but I'm going to be okay. And I trust him. He teaches you things you couldn't learn any other way. Yeah. And they're important things. Yeah. He, he never would make us go through anything if there wasn't something important mm-hmm. uh, that he could, you know, mature us with. Right. That's the whole point. Right. That's right. And sometimes it is just, you know, recognizing it is hard when you go through really hard things Mm -hmm. to remember that God is good. Right. Right? And so that's when you kind of have to just trust like, okay, no, I know you're good, God. (laughs) I believe that about the word, but oh, this doesn't feel very good right now, but I know you're good. Exactly. And you don't go with what you feel. You go with what you know, Mm -hmm. and you have to know it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. You can't trust someone you don't know. Right. You can't love someone you don't know. Right. And you can't, you can't wield the sword of the spirit, the word of God, unless you know how to use it. Right. So all those things are so important and they contribute to us growing up in Christ yeah. and to, and then that self-awareness mm-hmm. piece that where do I get tripped up? Mm-hmm. You know, where do help, God help me not do that again? Yeah. Well, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it, in my opinion, um, spiritual, emotional, and mental maturity is sanctification. Mm-hmm. Peter Scazzaro in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and he's written many books on this, says that you cannot be spiritually mature and remain emotionally immature. Mm. They don't go together. Mm. You, I can't say I'm a, I'm a mature Christian woman because I've been in 20 Bible studies and I've gone to church for 35 years if yeah. my reactions to life are like a teenager. Yeah. And people like that, and I was one of them, so I'm not, I'm not throwing stones at other people, yeah. hurt people, mm-hmm. especially if they're leaders, mm-hmm. because we drag everybody with us. Yeah. So it's important. God places a high value on that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, I grew up in church too, grew up in Christian schools, but, and I've, I've shared this before. I mean, I wasn't reading my Bible until I would read my Bible. If there was like a crisis, if I was like depressed, <laughs> You know, then I read some Psalms, but, you know, I'd listen to some sermons if I was depressed, but aside from, you know, Sunday morning, and then you know, I was involved with maybe a midweek, you know, group or, or a Bible study, but I didn't read my Bible until I was in my thirties. And after I got married and my husband and I would have a fight. And as I look back on it now, a super immature of me fight where I'm just obsessing over something crazy. And his first question as the fight began would be, did you read your Bible today? And I would get so angry with him. That has nothing to do with this. Like you just want to change the subject. Like, no, we're talking about this. Like, we can make sure this. I'd be like, hey, I just think if you'd read your Bible every day, like, <laughs> it sounds <You'd> okay. <laughs> and and he was right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, re- you know, it, it, so I was super immature, even though I had been it, I knew the word, I, I lived it, breathed it, you know, had all the right answers, but I wasn't doing the work in my personal relationship, my personal walk with God to, to grow up. And so for me, I had to wait till my thirties for that, but I, I love the encouragement to anyone listening today 
Okay. Don't, yes. don't get all, if you're 60 years old and you're like, Oh, I need to do that. Do not waste time fretting over, you know, the fifties. Absolutely. No, no, no. That's not helpful. Just today. Right. Start today. Right. That's right. It's never too late ever, ever, ever. If you're breathing air, your heart is beating. There is always room to grow. And you're the people watching you, the people coming up behind you are going to remember that about you. Mm -hmm. If you're my age, you're in the legacy phase mm -hmm. and it becomes really important that we represent God. Well, as mm -hmm. imperfect, imperfect, mm -hmm. but we reckon we represent him as, as well as we can in this culture at this time. And as older women, I'm speaking to you, older women like me, um, the younger women need us because they are going through a lot. Mm -hmm. They are very scared. They have a lot to deal with in this culture. It is hard to remain Christian mm -hmm. and do all the things, plus mm -hmm. drag their kids to church and put them in mm -hmm. front of positive influence influences. And they need us. Mm -hmm. They need us. Yeah. In fact, my next book is going to be about that awesome. <laughs> because I feel really passionate about it. Yeah. Why wouldn't the enemy move in on women in the prime of their life when they finally have time and mm -hmm. God willing wisdom? to impart to the women coming up behind them. Why wouldn't he come with both guns and say, yep. you're irrelevant. You're done. Yeah. There's nothing left for you. Yeah. It's not true. It's not true. And actually I just, I did an interview a couple of weeks ago and actually I don't, in podcast timing land, it might not air yet, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but about Gen Z and how, mm. so Gen Z is ages 11 to 26. They are more hungry than any previous generation to have mentors and role models in their lives. Like there is a window of opportunity here. Yes. You know, the millennials, it was a little bit, they had a different attitude towards older generations, but there is a window here. Younger people, your grandkids, <laughs> you know, yes. teenagers yes. in your church, 20 something single adults, yes. like they want older women speaking into their lives. So amen. Write that book, Laura. Yeah, <laughs> you know, well, I can endorse it for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you. Ty Titus too says yeah. that the older women are to train the younger women and that word train in the, in the original language is to bring to a sound mind. Yeah. That's yeah. what they, that's what we need to do. Right. We can, as we are settled, we can model what settled looks like. Right. And we can tell them right. you can be settled too. And, and as I've thought about this a little bit previously too, I've got a chapter in my aging book on this topic, just one little devotional chapter, but you know, this, the thing that breaks my heart is I feel like for generations, our older women, even in the church have been training the younger women in Right. How to diet well. How to diet. How to keep yes. a trim body. Yes. <laughs> right? You yes. know, like those those kind of things. And and, and that, that's that's a broad stereotype. Obviously, mm -hmm. it does not apply to everyone. And there's some some. I, I was in a Titus II ministry and benefited from a wonderful older woman as a mentor when I was a new mom. So that broad stereotype, but I, I think a lot of older women in my family and, and others I've observed are a lot better at teaching people how to diet than teaching people how to grow up spiritually. And we've got to change that. I was just going through my grandmother's things um, here in my office. I have a little treasure box with some of her things in it. And I was going through them the other day and I'm, I'm definitely going to put this in a book or somewhere, but it's a little tiny newspaper clipping of a prayer that's based on the 23rd Psalm. And it's all about mm -hmm. dieting. Huh. It's all about dieting. He leads me past the church buffet. I mean, it's like that. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's hilarious. But it also, yeah. I thought, there it is. There it is. Yeah. 
there it is. And they, and, and both my mother, both my grandmothers and my mom, but especially my grandmothers, even more so mm-hmm. very, very tied up in it. Yeah. Very my, tied up. In it. My grandmother, um, was using the $80 wrinkle cream at right. age 95. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. So wrinkles are going to be there. But yeah. That's right? not probably that's, not going away. That's pretty futile, but that's but, pretty futile. Yeah. It's there's, there's bondage there for sure. Women of every generation, you don't grow out of body. You mentioned food issues, do you? You don't. And I think we think that as younger women, like, well, mm-hmm. okay. She wrote a, you know, she's 60. Some, she wrote a book on body image. It's easy for her now. She doesn't, she's not young, but that's not yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's just not true. It's, it's, it's just as hard yeah. and you have the aging on top of it and the aging really started up in my life in my thirties. Mm. You know, I'd look at my face in the mirror and I think I have wrinkles. It was really mm. just, I had three boys and I was tired. But <laughs> I was like, Oh no. You know, <laughs> so it, they, we start yeah. worrying about it younger and younger. Yeah. I mean, younger women have Botox parties now. Mm. And right. uh, you know, it's like everything has to be perfect and it yeah. never will be. It's yeah. futile. And, and yeah. the enemy has us chasing our tails. Mm-hmm. occupied with things that don't really matter. Yeah. And when we grow up, spiritually. I think we have the freedom to, I'm going to say change the finish line, right? Mm, mm -hmm. Because the finish line, the culture tells us the finish line is like, well, when you become an after picture, when you, when you get that body or you get that look or your skin looks like whatever your hair looks, you know, but the real finish line is, is when we meet Jesus. Right. And, and we want him to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. He's not going to be weighing us in like, like those weight washer scales in the church basement. Right. Yes. He's not weighing us in. He he's not going to do like a, what's it called? The like body fat composition, the like fat caliber test, like, like, you know, he's not going to be talking to us about like, well, why'd you choose to wear that that Sunday? Right. (laughs) And he's not going to call us a glutton. Right. Right. Oh, did, did no. too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. another subject. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's not, he, he's not. But if all we have to show for our life is look, I was able to maintain a healthy weight according yes. to culture. Right. Like, like, Oh, it's, it's, it's sad. It is sad. a dream bigger than that. It, it, and we just put everything on hold. Mentally, it's everything's on hold. I'll do it. I was encouraged to speak for years mm. and I wouldn't do it. Mm. I was like, oh no, not me. I can't. Yeah. I want to, mm-hmm. but I can't because I couldn't get up there mm. and, and have everybody look at me. Mm. And why would they want to hear from me? Mm. Because I'm me. Yeah. Not true. Yeah. Not true. Credits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Not true. Well, Laura, I know we could talk for another hour and th- yes. this one's been all over the place, but I, th- I think there's been some good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, I think so. Hopefully my, <laughs> my so listeners so. are sort of used to my ADHD style. Like, <laughs> well, we're a good pair then, or maybe we aren't. <laughs> uh, Laura, tell everyone where they can connect with you and where they can find your book. You can find my book on all the online booksellers, uh, obviously Amazon. You can also purchase it on my website, www.laura-acuna.com. And everything you need to know is there. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here today. And thank you for watching or listening today. I hope something today has helped you stop comparing and start living. (laughs) Bye-bye.
The Compared To Show is proud to be part of the Life Audio Podcast Network. Oh, if you're looking for great Christian podcast content on just about any topic under the sun, go to lifeaudio.com. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air, they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.